alert. The following podcast contains law and order spoilers, alcohol consumption discussion, adult themes, and adult language. Listener, viewer, visitor discretion is advised if you are looking for a podcast that is sensitive. A podcast that offers you wholesome, family-friendly entertainment. A podcast that is simply two Canadian girls reading from random chapters of the beloved Babysitter's Club series. Oh, those books. Or a podcast <laughs> podcast that identifies the types of plants that can and will kill you. Well, no, this, this is, is not, not the podcast, the podcast for, you. for you. Cause I've poisoned myself before with multiple plants. times. Yeah. Yeah. That's Haley. She poisoned herself. I'm Sarah. <laughs> and we're here to talk about Star Trek the Next Generation in a bad way. Um. Welcome. And then it's our music. Birdland. I think that's not my tempo. Remember when I was joking about pouring one out from my magnum of table wine during Sons of Anarchy? And that one guy retweeted me back from the show. The big guy. He's like, don't waste the wine. I'm like, it's okay. It's table wine. Shut up, Haley. <laughs> Shut up. The guy who plays Filthy Phil? Filthy Phil. Also, remember when Michael Bolton tweeted me back? and I? Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. It was like the time that Dodo Logue liked my tweet, replied back, and then randomly started following me on Instagram. And I, like, I had a fucking panic attack, man. I lost my shit. Yeah. Okay. So hot. Before, before we really ramble off for 45 minutes before we even touch on anything, let's talk about our sponsors, Fanset. Stop what you're doing. Open your phone, open your computer and type in Fansets. F-A-N-S-E-T-S. Fansets. That's right. Folks, we want to thank our friends at Fansets for sponsoring this hot mess podcast. They are constantly mm. working to produce amazing pins and pin collectibles. And it's not just Trek. It's track. Well, no, <laughs> but it's Harry Potter. It's horror. It's Scooby-Doo. It's awesome. Plus, who likes a deal? I do. Do you like a deal? I do. I do. Woo, woo, woo. Then type in our special discount code REWIND in all caps at checkout and do a celebratory dance because you, my friend, just got 10% off your entire order. Rock <laughs> on. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> 10% off at checkout with REWIND. Thank you, fan sets. Their pins have character. We love you, fansets. Honestly, can you think of any other kick-ass company that would making support? Pins. Yeah, making yeah. pins for one. Like, so yeah. not only are they like a sweet, awesome company where like I want their stuff, but also they put up with us. They put up with us. And fun fact on a side note, Dan, you know, our boss Dan, yeah. he's in fucking disney world right now like just as if this man deserves a vacation mm-hmm. and he said he said on a tweet like the first fan to like find me at the magic kingdom gets a free fan set pin and one of the guys working at one of the magic kingdom places it's a huge trek fan got himself a delta pin boom that's so cool what a Ellie, fun thing to do i love that and you know what it makes me think that maybe i should reach out and see if there's any way i can help build their business or promote them because the capital city comic-con is currently 
scheduled to take place in Victoria in March. And that's the show that Cherry Bomb Toys puts on. And that's the yeah. show that I bought the VIP ticket for a couple of years ago and it got canceled. So my ticket's welcomed now. And they were going to have Gates McFadden. Last time they had Marina Sirtis. They've had Garrett Wong. And so I'm eagerly awaiting to see who their first couple of announcements are going to be. Obviously, there's concern that the show might not happen due to the Omicron or whatever, but they want vaccines. You have to be vaccinated to go. And yeah. Do they want us? Do they want us there? Oh my Remember? God. Trick Rewind Live. Finally covering Aquiel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. We'll talk about that more later because I have that in a in a update thing. So okay. let's just talk about us. How are you? We've okay. Oh, the, never. You never talk enough. So let me see. What do I get? Um, first of all, open letter to anyone who listened to the previous episode of Rewind. I have to make an apology. Uh oh. Yeah, because I fucked up the synopsis of Dune, oh. which when John and I listened to it together, he almost like slammed the brakes on in the middle of the highway and was like, How dare you? You've embarrassed me and your entire family and Sarah and the network because I didn't accurately represent what the movie was about. Did he, I I don't want to, I don't want to insinuate that this man that you're with can be a bad person, but did he say to you, you're on thin ice because that's how much you fucked up? Thankfully, no. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this is, this is a low level, depending on who you are, a low level gaff. And what I need to say is that remember when I was like, yeah, in the movie Dune, they like, don't use AI or computers or anything. Yeah. And I didn't explain why. And it's because they went to war against AI. And so they don't use computers (sighs) or AI. And then I was like, and then there's like this spice stuff or whatever. And like, it makes like people's eyes weird. Yeah. Actually spice is used for navigation. So it's kind of an important commodity. Amazing. And it's, I know. And so, sorry. You know what? Um, you know what? We can't get it all right. I'm still going to go to the movie and, and yell out to the, the crowd. Where the hell are the Spice Girls? I mean, that's just going to happen. <laughs> Where's Dune Spice? So that's that our, one of the worms. <laughs> so that's our first ever corrections corner. And we probably should have had a corrections corner since the beginning because I know there's been other mistakes. So. Do you watch corrections like from Seth Meyers? No. Oh, he is. So he does corrections every Friday. And it's basically like users write in, users, viewers write in um, about things that he fucks up. And oh. sometimes it's a slip of the tongue. Sometimes it's a little yeah. bit more like he, he lumped in knitters and crocheters or knitters and quilters together. And oh. he just got this like massive backlash. And so he spends some time on Fridays um, apologizing and correcting himself. And I think he was actually nominated for an Emmy. Oh, great. And, um, I think carpool karaoke won out instead, but anyway, it's a corrections corner is probably warranted for us or at least me. Um, in other in other news was so uh, we were supposed to go uh, uh, to Tofino for seven oh, days. For and you talked about it on the last episode. How excited oh, you were! I know, and all the bags of chips that I I didn't buy ahead of time because I was like, you know what, let's just like treat ourselves right. Um, you know, kind of getting super psyched about going, and then BC got like the worst 
atmospheric river flooding rainfall thing that ever has happened in life. And then people, for some reason, on the island who were not impacted at all, just went nuts for fuel mm-hmm. to the point of where they had to institute fuel rationing. Which and is still so, on. Still on for another um, 11 days. And mm-hmm. so I, I was like, well, we it's irresponsible to to get fuel and go to Tofino, which is about a five hour drive. And what if we can't get back because they don't have fuel up there, which is totally possible. Mm-hmm. And so instead we just like bummed around Vancouver and I like forced John to donate blood because so there's two reasons and neither of them are for the good of humanity. One, <laughs> I wanted people to feel bad for me that we didn't go on vacation and that I spent time donating blood mm-hmm. Two. John's a real active guy. And I just wanted like a hot minute to not do anything and read my book. Not that he would force me to do anything I don't want to do, but I was like, Oh yeah. Now we just got to take it easy. Got that pint of blood's gone. Still not feeling. I thought it had something to do with the fact that you're extremely turned on by seeing a man's blood being released from him. And you think Twilight, because you went through that big Twilight phase. And <laughs> the Twilight phase. I did go through that goth vampire phase. Lord knows. Oh, boy. Um, but no. Um, and it was his first time. And he had a little sticker. And so everyone was paying Cute. him all the attention. They're like, here's mm. a little juice box while you're donating. And he was, he was several minutes behind me. And we were sitting in chairs next to each other. And he um, filled his bag no pun intended, but is there a pun there? I don't know. Uh, is there an innuendo there? Probably not. Probably metaphorical something yeah. or other. He, he, like we both filled our bags within like eight minutes, which was great. Cause the last time I went to donate blood, I was very dehydrated cause I was hungover and my blood was like <laughs> molasses. <laughs> and after 20 minutes, there was like less than a quarter cup in the bag. And they're like, Oh, you're starting to clot. And like, Oh, and they're like, yeah, we're going to take the needle out. I'm like, okay. And it was like, sorry, can you use what I donated? And they're like, no. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Amazing. Proud anyway. of you. Thanks. Anyway. Otherwise, um, we're heading in a couple of weeks. We're going to Ontario for Christmas with his family, which will be fabulous. And we'll come back here and have Christmas with my family. It's like you're in a split family. I don't know. And then, um, yeah, there's that new Omicron, Omi, Omicron. I don't fucking. Oh my god, Omicron sucks. Don't know anything about it yet, so that's fine. And I also treated myself to new winter coats, a very nice black, if you can imagine. No structured wool long coat from Calvin Klein that. Pardon me, it doesn't fit because I'm fat now. And then I bought also an Eddie Bauer like down jacket that also doesn't zip up. <laughs> so but I refuse to good. buy a size bigger. You're such I'm like, a I woman. I love it. I will not. I am still um, small. <laughs> yeah, like I'm a 34B. I was a 34B when I was 14, and I'm a 34B now. Remember that? 
I, was I, like, I think I went from being like no bra to like a 36C. Like I think I don't even <laughs> I never even went to the A B phase. It's just one day this I was like, oh, oh yeah, shit. no, I never I never did either. I'm just thinking of like the people who went uh who were at La Senza who were like, well, uh, this is what I wore in high school. I'm like, yeah, but now you're 47. Like you had five kids. Like <laughs> yeah. it's not the same. Anyway, that's how I am. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I have some fun um news regarding brad's remember that blue truck he built like like five yeah, years ago the one that was SEMA? in the magazine and yeah yeah the cover and it was like yes. the SEMA build it was a 69 chevy truck and he sold it to like a guy out of 69, 69. sorry <laughs> and they, it went on like the auction on tv or whatever and then he like never he knew it sold and he knew for how much but he never really knew who bought it because the guy was oh. didn't tell him so he was like okay well anyway he gets a message the other day and the person who bought it is going to resell it at auction. They want all the details and all the specs. It was like some former big time NFL player, Eric Berry, bought his truck and he has like 20 trucks like that. He, don't, he doesn't drive them. They're just all in a showcase. Yeah. And he's like, this is my favorite one. I'm putting it on high reserve. I'm not going to let it go. You know, you, you know, I just tell me a bit about it. Like it's such a beautiful truck. And I was like, oh my God. So this tomorrow it's going to go on sale on Nikum auctions out of, um, Kansas City, Missouri. Oh my and so God. we're going to watch it to see how much it goes for out of curiosity. But yeah, it was like this big time NFL guy has owned it for the last four or five years. So it goes, it goes on auction tomorrow and yeah. can I watch it? How can you watch know. it online? I, yeah, maybe it's called Meekum Auctions, like M-E-C-U-M and it would be Kansas City, Missouri. So Kansas, K-A-N-S-I-S. What is S-A-S. No, I know now. Kansas. Live. I'm so excited. Oh, you can't know what time it is, but it'll probably be later on because it'll be like a premiere. Oh, I have to make an account. Hmm. Um, I'll tell you all about it. You anyway, just, so cool. 55, 50 going 5,500, 55, $7,000 for this poster. Remember at STLV, yeah. we were like, Jesus Christ. Figure know, it out. Right? Yeah. And breaking news yesterday, he, randomly, he was like, there's a guy in Vancouver who's selling a DeLorean fixer up, like project one out of Vancouver. And there's only like a handful Eight? left. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, none. And so he sold, he messaged the guy and the guy's like, took down the whole ad. He's like, I'm getting a lot of fucking messages. And Brad's like, I want it. Like, I'll buy it. And so I don't know if that's like going through or not, but he, I'm like, could you imagine? It'd be so dope. Can we please go, if he gets the DeLorean and he fixes it up. Can you please take me for a ride in the DeLorean? Yes, of course. I walk out and I'm dressed up as what's his face? The, the doctor Doc, Mar- Doc, Doc Martin. <laughs> Morty? Christopher Lloyd. Rick and Morty. Christopher Lloyd. Does Doc. Matter. Doc. This is Doc. Yeah. Doc. Anyway. Um that's so exciting. There's a correction corner for next time. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> this is the character's name. Um, other than that, we've been watching, we've been caught up in two new shows. We're watching Yellowstone and mm-hmm. we're watching Succession. So Yellowstone is on Amazon Prime with Kevin Costner and Wes Bentley from American Beauty and Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. And um, then we're watching Succession with Brian Cox and Kieran Culkin. And they're both exactly the same story. It's just one takes place on a ranch in Montana. One takes place at a high rise in New York. Like literally it's like the multi-billion dollar families where it's like the kids are all fucking alcoholic losers that will never be able to take over dad's business, but they're going to try. Like it's, they're both good. 
I I really want to see Succession and yeah. Kieran Culkin was just on SNL and that makes sense why they kept talking about Succession and everyone oh, yeah. and their dog is talking about Succession. It's on bus ads here for God's sake. <sighs> there you go. Other than that, cool. it's holiday season. I've decorated and I'm ready to start watching my 12 movies of my 12 days of Christmas. Uh-huh. Yeah. What are they? The Santa Claus trilogy. No, stop. Four All Christmases. Oh, yeah. Four Christmases. With <laughs> Love four Christmases. Christmases. Fubar 2. Yes. Merry Home Alone Christmas. 1 and 2. Never seen them. you never seen Home Alone or Home Alone 2? No. Oh, my God. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I just saw that for the first time, like, with John three years ago. Wow. Sound of Music. It's not Christmassy, yes. but it's always on at Christmas. They it, it don't great. celebrate Christmas. Uh, Disney's Christmas Carol. Oh, is that the one with the, it's CGI? No, it's an old like 80s or 70s or something. I used to watch it when I was a kid and it was um, Scrooge and all that was like the old Scrooge Man. McDuck and stuff. And like, oh, that Mickey Christmas Mouse Carol? and like, really? yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that one. Okay. If you want to be fucking scared to death, watch the new one that's CGI. And I believe, I want to say Jim Carrey plays Scrooge, but I'm probably messing that oh, up. It's Patrick Stewart terrifying. Yes, yes. I remember um, that. Yeah, I remember this, the, the Grinch is on it. my list. The Jim Carrey Grinch is so okay. good. Miracle on 34th Street, the newer one. Okay. The Holiday. Oh, yeah. And then I watched the other two already, which was Die Hard and Love Actually. Oh, I've watched them both today. Um, it's 7.24, and I think we're supposed to talk about a fucking Star Trek oh what's that i don't know star trek okay so okay i had some i talked about the capital city comic-con briefly and here's a little bit more information as of right now it's on tickets are on sale you just got to go to capitalcitycomiccon.ca slash tickets it's Uh march 25th to 27th in victoria bc you must show proof of vaccination to attend so book your hotel come to victoria and Haley and i'll go for a beer with you boom in my calendar boom 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 retrospect studios the spock's search for meaning lounge robe the one i was telling you about ages ago the silk like it's now available i've pre-ordered mine it's only a one-time run through pop galaxy clothing site and uh it's gorgeous and i can't wait and the art print is by a local artist and check out their website at retrospectstudios.ca and that's what i have to say about that incredible I'm so stoked. Oh, Frank's coming down here to visit. Frank, 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 Frank. Frank. What do you want? You had your dinner. You've had what you need. You don't need me. Okay. You're just having fun, and he's like, "Why without me? What are you doing?" I watched that episode with you. (laughs) Yeah. All right. You wrote me a synopsis, hey? (laughs) Yeah. You wrote a synopsis. I wrote a synopsis. Can I tell? Yeah, it'll be fine. I tried to make it like easy to read also can i tell you even though this episode is called ship in a bottle i've had um the police message in a bottle in my head since we decided to do it message in a bottle yeah ship in a bottle yeah okay are you ready i'm ready i hope you like it i'm gonna it's not as funny as yours because i bet it's just as funny if not more Oh. oh, there goes my wine cap. That's right, I buy capped wine. <laughs> like a boss. <laughs> Eat a bagel. Okay, go. The episode opens with my favorite character, Data, doing my favorite thing. 
playing Sherlock Holmes in a holodeck program. He is not insufferable at all. (laughs) Oh, Jordy is there too, playing Watson, and he seems like he's having fun. The sound of the pipe hitting Data's teeth makes me cringe and wonder why an android was made with teeth if he doesn't eat. I think about a toothless Data, and I think the writers made the right choice. During the holodeck program, a glitch occurs that causes Jordy to call upon Broccoli to figure out what's wrong. Could that be Barkley? Hmm. I don't know. Keep reading. I'm sure it'll work itself out as I keep reading. The two leave to go back to engineering. Barclay tinkers with the holodeck computer and finds that nothing is wrong other than identifying that some data was in protected memory circuits. Red flag. Suddenly, the butler from the nanny appears in the holodeck and asks where the captain is. Barkley is like, whoa, what the shit? And Niles is like, I am alive and a real man. And Barkley is like, "Mm, I don't know. And Niles is like, dude, I went crazy in there and it's Picard's fault. (laughs) Meanwhile, Enterprise is hand she was working in a battle shop flushing Crushing queens to the boy from Andrew in one of those crushing scenes. Boop, boop. Oh, she- <laughs> okay. We could do the we rest, will. but we won't. <laughs> Save that for a special episode. We sing multiple theme songs. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Enterprise is hanging out to see a special event which might result in the birth of a star. Barclay reports the issue with Niles and Picard goes to the holodeck to confront Niles. Picard's like, sorry for this, but like don't really know what to do because this is all very odd. Niles won't have it. And he starts spinning in circles until the dr- he drills through the floor of the holodeck and into engineering. <laughs> Just kidding. Or am I? Nah, I'm kidding. <laughs> Can you imagine he starts spinning <laughs> real fast? You know what? They could have done that and it would have been awesome. <laughs> Picard tells Niles that he can't leave the holodeck program and Niles is like, bitch, watch. And he does. And Picard and Dana data and broccoli are like uh-oh Niles is escorted to sickbay and crusher confirms he is human Jordy adds that his molecules are doing just fine niles thinks he's on a boat and picard gets hit gets to tell him about space travel by taking him to 10 forward remember the fucking terrible 10 forward at stlv in 2017 one of the bar stools was like knocked over or something <laughs> try harder creation i remember, yeah, I remember. Oh, I remember. Yeah. Niles told him it was like empty, dirty plates, like stacked, like dangerously. Like, it was so good. It made no sense. <laughs> it was like a room that was painted gray. You're in 10 forward. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> we paid $700 me, for this. Just give me my free wine. Oh, I just pulled a muscle. Niles doesn't seem to give a care that he's in space. And Picard's like, please obey our laws and also don't like try to leave or anything because you don't understand space. Niles is like, yeah, maybe, but also I feel like so alone and I need a special person from a holo program to come hang out with me. She's a woman and I have needs. Picard is like, dude, we don't understand why you have why you have been able to leave the holodeck we can't just like create it like recreate it just for you to get your rocks off and like yank it like everyone else just go yank it i started thinking about mr just go yank it i'm gonna put that on a (laughs) t-shirt i started thinking about mr sheffield from the nanny and how Haley went on a date with him one time and he proposed to her and she was like nah i'm like waiting for alan rickman it's a true story Senior leadership and Broccoli discuss trying to get this woman from the program out and agree that it wouldn't be responsible. Troy is there, but doesn't say anything. 
She is also thinking about Mr. Sheffield about that time that Haley went on a date with him and that one time he proposed to her and she was like, nah, I'm waiting for Alan Rickman. <laughs> Niles is like, guess what? I'm taking over the ship, even though I don't know how it works. And the crew are like, ah, shit. They try to figure out how he gained control of the ship. And Picard is like, figure it out. Regain control ASAP. Like, as possible. As soon as possible. Michael Scott. ASAP is possible. (laughs) (laughs) And Barkley runs, like Phoebe from Friends, he runs the Sherlock Holmes program to start. And he sets up transporter beacon thingies because maybe they can transport Miles into the program. Dana tries to transport a chair to test it out. It doesn't work. And then it does work. Wait, no, it doesn't. It disappeared from the program, but didn't materialize in the transporter room. They should have probably checked one of the 19 other transporter rooms just in case, but they don't, you know, or maybe get Miles because he's like really good at that stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Suddenly, Data realizes that because Jordan is favoring his left hand over his right, despite being right-handed, he concludes that they are all on the holodeck. Say what? But then Picard asks Riker to locate him, and Riker says correctly that he's in engineering. How deep does this program go? Is this Inception? Is this the level of Inception where Haley goes on a date with Mr. Sheffield that one time and he proposed to her and she was like, nah, I'm waiting for Alan Rickman? It is. It is. is. It, it, it is. <laughs> Meanwhile, the two planets or stars or whatever are getting closer together. Dun, dun, dun. Niles continues to say that he wants to leave the holodeck and Riker is like, dude, get over it. And Niles will not get over it. Michael Dorn says his one line in the episode. Picard goes to visit the Countess, the woman that Niles loves. They yak about Niles and Picard bores her with a lot of information that basically means that they can leave the holodeck to be together or something. I don't know. I got distracted looking at Kevin Conroy's cameo page and how much Haley would like that as a gift because Kevin Conroy is the best Batman ever in life. It's true. The stars or planets are bashing into each other, and for some reason, Jordy can't tell if the ship is far enough away to avoid being impacted. Um, Dorn has another line of script. Breaker confirms that the ship will be pulled into a gravity well and destroyed. Oh yeah, I forgot the ship is being controlled by Niles. Riker tries to transport the two characters and does so successfully. Niles requests a shellcraft, which he shouldn't even know the name of, but there you go. They give him one and they take off. How will they fare? Do they know about running water now? (laughs) That you don't have to shit in a pot and dump it out a balcony window or whatever the case was in the 18th century or wherever Sherlock Holmes was. (laughs) Was Sherlock Holmes real? Google says no and I feel like an idiot. (laughs) Picard ends the program and looks pleased. Wait, twist. They were in in an they were in an inception. He tricked Niles into thinking that they escaped. Who directed this M. Night Shyamalan? Picard ends with suggesting that life might be the Matrix, and I hate it because it could be true. Who knows? Barkley closes the scene with class as usual. The end. Good job. I loved that every second of it. <laughs> the Mr. Sheffield. Haley oh on God. a date with Did Mr. Guys, Sheffield. Well, you went on a date with him and Josh Groban. I mean, you've been around. Josh Groban took me for lunch in the Space Needle. And after we had lunch, he sang, sang. for me. Yeah. And everyone clapped. And that. then he paid the bill. Well, as he would. He's Josh Groban. He's so kind. He is so kind. Hey, Google. 
How tall is Josh Groban? Josh Groban is 1.80 meters tall. Josh Groban is 1.80 meters tall. Hey, Josh Groban is 1.80 meters tall. Tall is 1.80 meters in feet. 1.8 meters is 5 feet 10.866 inches. No, no. How old is Josh Groban? Hey, Google. How old is Josh Groban? 40 years old. Oh, 40. Oh. He's, he's also he's the same dating, age as me. He's also dating a girl from Two Broke Girls, the brunette. Uh, no, because didn't she just marry Andrew W.K. like a year ago? Can't she married Andrew W.K.? Also, um, he Josh Groban dated January Jones for like uh, ages dating. And he's a Christian. Oh. Who the hell is Schlurrhart? Oh, yeah, you're right. Kat Dennings and Josh Groban did break up. I don't care who he's dating now. It's not relevant. As soon as yeah, I found out he was 40, that's too young. <laughs> All right. Thoughts on the episode, Haley? Talk to me. Um, you know what? This was an episode that was recommended to me by a very good friend named Jerry. Hey, Jer. Um, and I... I really enjoyed it because it's kind of playful. I like the holodeck. Um, I do actually enjoy like the holodeck Sherlock Holmes programs. And I really like the actor who played um, Moriarty um, slash Niles. Uh, Things I didn't like, not enough Troy, not enough Dorn, not enough space stuff. Like they kind of jammed some stuff in to be like, oh, this is also happening. But other than that, I mean, I thought it was okay because I like the idea of, you know, things going glitchy with holodecks. Like it's a new technology, presumably. Um, Who knows what can happen? And then I loved the kind of twist because I completely forgot that, Oh yeah, like they they were all in a holodeck simulation, mm-hmm. um, and then like Moriarty and his countess just got to like take off forever and f- figure out their lives, and they'll never be the wiser. Um, so I really liked it. It was a, uh, I think I said to John that it like kicked ass. There you go. How did you like it? Um, I have a question. Who vacuums the ship? There's a lot of carpet. There's carpet in the holodeck. There's carpet on the bridge. Are there like little Roombas like zipping around that we can't see? Or like, uh, it's just carpet can really absorb a lot of shit. I'm just saying. Yeah, literally. It should be like a hospital where everything, well, most things are curved anyway, because it's the future, but that way things can't like jam into corners. I wonder how many times I say jam in one episode, but. um, You got jammed. (laughs) You you got jammed. <laughs> uh, I like the twist. I like that there was a twist to the story about the whole, like, what reality is the reality. But other than that, I didn't really care for it. I kind of got bored and I didn't really pay attention that much. I was like, well, I don't like Data. I don't like Sherlock Holmes. I've never yeah. liked Sherlock Holmes. Uh, I yeah. like the nanny. And let's leave him in the nanny. I, th- this took me away from the fact that that's not Niles. He's not Niles. He's not Niles. He's playing Moriarty. No, well, Niles is real. And him and Cece are together. Remember? Yeah. Um, no, right? What? Yeah. They got together? I'm almost positive. Before we get into fast facts and all that, I need to pee. You know what? I need to pee. I need to get more drink. And I should say hi to Brad because I haven't seen him all day. Oh, yeah. So do it. I'm going to okay. hit 
pause. So don't okay. go singing thinking that we're going to have this cute little side deal. No, I, we won't. I won't. Okay. 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 I'm going to start. Okay. We're doing this. No. All right. When Barkley, Broccoli, goes to the holodeck to track down the problems, the door opens automatically, as do doors to crew quarters, turbo lifts, etc. The holodeck is accessed by communicating to through the computer panel next to the doors. I don't think I said that right as a sentence. Am I too drunk for this? Or am I too emotional for this? Just you go next. Okay. When Picard warns Moriarty about criminal activity, Moriarty blames his creator by saying, crimes worth the scribblings of an Englishman, dead now for four centuries. Arthur Conan Doyle was Scottish, not English. God. Bastard. Get it right. person, figure it out. Stephanie Beecham is deaf in one ear. Did you know? She can be seen tilting her head to hear out of her good ear when she talks to Picard. And also, I just finished (laughs) eating my 13th hard-boiled egg. You know what? That's not true because I ran out of my pickled eggs two days ago. and It's so sad. I forgot that I put some secret things in here that you have to read. (laughs) The most difficult part of the show, allegedly, was casting the part of Countess Regina. Director Alexander Singer noted, It was difficult because we needed someone who could pull off an English accent, had a regal appearance, and looked sexy in Victorian clothes. When I saw Stephanie Beecham, I said, that's it. End of story. Moriarty's line, there are more worlds in the heavens and there are all grains of sand on the shoreline, is a paraphrase of Carl Sagan's famous quote, those worlds in space are as countless as all the grains of sand on all the beaches of the earth. That was not a Carl Sagan impression. I just made a voice. I don't know what he sounds like. Uh, okay, because that was pretty impressive. Actually, it's pretty close oh. when you got towards the end. So you, if you're interested in watching Cosmos, the original with um, mm-hmm. Carl Sagan, Carl my Sagan. parents have, yeah, my parents have the DVD set, which is, it's just, it's beautiful. The soundtrack is amazing. You'd really like it. And then there's this like update in the 90s that says, um, update. We found out. We found out. We found out how the dinosaurs died. There was a meteor. Oh my god, I love it. Yeah. Anyway, it's just it's really lovely. Um, just let me know. You know what? What? You're really lovely. Riker and LaForge speak with Moriarty on the view screen. At the end of the conversation, Riker asks LaForge to start working on the problem. LaForge replies, "I, sir," but. <laughs> Mouth movements don't match the sound. <laughs> what? And this one Emmy for sound editing? You just see him going like <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> oh man. Both Moriarty and the Countess have capped teeth. Veneers for teeth were not available until the 1950s, which does not suit the 1890s setting of the holographic novel, nor the show's main setting in the 24th century when this would be obsolete. <laughs> That's such a detail that somebody would like pay attention to. Their teeth are capped. You know what? Yeah. They have a nice like, smile. Just move on. Just say it. Barclay was added to the story at the last minute because they wanted someone along for the ride unfamiliar with the events of Star Trek The Next Generation Elementary, Dear Data, 1988. 
This would later be regarded as a moot point because the producers felt only Barclay could have made the episode's final line work. Oh, well. Fair. I mean, he's, I think we talked about this before. He's like my secret crush, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about that while I watched it and I was just like, okay. (laughs) You do, you do you. Don't you infringe. I will not infringe. I will make you a sandwich. Uh, In the last scene, Picard makes a speech that comes eerily close to breaking down the fourth wall, saying their reality may be illusion and contained in a box somewhere on someone's table, which is exactly the nature of their reality. I'm blown away. Are we in the Matrix right now? Dun, 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 dun. God, Lana Reeves everywhere. How about, how about this one? Here we go. Tell Mori- me. Moriarty's shirt clearly buttons all the way down the front. Those styles <laughs> of shirts didn't become popular till the 1920s. Well, after the settling setting, sorry, of various Sherlock Holmes novels. As the merger of the two planets draws closer. Jordy claims that the gravity well is being beginning to intensify, and Riker voices concerns about the Enterprise being pulled in since she might be too close. Since the gravity exerted by the any object is cut and paste from internet movie database never pays off well. Since the gravity exerted by the any object is directly proportional (laughs) to its mass, the combined gravity of the two planets would remain the same. If anything, it would be diminishing after the merger since that will ignite fusion, converting mass into energy, which is radiated away. Why did I even keep this one? Well, sometimes it doesn't matter. (laughs) Christmas special is going to be off the chain. All right. The the transporter console reads transport log 721. Instead of reading it, Data asks the computer what is being displayed here. The computer reports that it's transport log 759. (laughs) (laughs) That is the correct log. Who's manning the The place is me? They've they've all run amok. Oh my god, they've run amok. I'm yelling now. (laughs) We're gonna have like super sexy voices for our holiday special because we can like scream yelling at each other. (laughs) I know. (laughs) In the first scene, when LaForge tells the computer to freeze program. The fire in the hearth keeps burning and flickering. I can figure it out. Basics. As Barclay enters the holodeck just after Data and Jordy exit it, the floor can be seen to be a black carpet or cloth with yellow tape on it due to obvious creases in it. How so specific. Have, how can you not have an existing fucking cube room? And by room, I mean a room that's square. I'm not talking cube, cube two, hypercube. Or Cube Zero, the prequel, or Cube, the initial. Anyway, just paint it. How hard is it? I need to put tape. I Are love we talk so about much. Cube? I love so much that you just said Cube to Hypercube because I was going to throw shade at you about how, like, I was thinking about this like a couple days ago, being like, this is the girl who's going to fucking tell me she's never seen fucking Home Alone, but she's seen Cube Tube Hypercube like 19 fucking times. Like, and I made a drinking game get, about it. Fucking pick a lane. What time is it? Oh, God, that makes I'm me so happy. Hungry. I love These you. guys got like 17 watches. It's the movie so bad. Oh, I love you. Okay. 
At the end, when Barclay says, computer, end program, the computer does not respond. Barclay then walks away satisfied that no program is continuing. The problem is, other episodes have established that the computer, anywhere aboard the ship, would respond. It should have said something like, there are currently no programs running. Please restate request. The lack of response should have been jarring, not comforting, to Barclay. Is he part of the conspiracy? Uh, yep. Yep. As the professor and the countess board the simulated shuttlecraft, he asks the computer to get ready to depart. There's a side shot where one can see that the, the nacelles aren't lit up, even though they leave the shuttle bay a moment later. Hmm. <laughs> Just like your 14th birthday. That's a classic error. Error. All right. Would you rather be held hostage on the holodeck by Moriarty or by Niles from the nanny? Ooh, Niles. I feel like we could just gossip forever. Yeah. Same. You? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Would you rather create a holodeck program based on beloved book series, The Babysitter's Club or Sweet Valley High? Okay. I, okay. Sweet Valley High, but I would be Jessica. Okay. I've never read the book, so I don't know what that means. Okay. So, like, the, there's two twins, right? Mm-hmm. And one is our two. Yeah. So two sets of twins, or is it two girls that are twins? <laughs> For those who are can't see this, she's looking at me like she's gonna. This is the fight. This is the fight. They're two twin girls. They're in high school, Sweet Valley High. Yeah, one is very pretty and popular, and the other is like less pretty and not popular. The popular okay. one is Jessica. I want to be her. Okay, I don't want to do be... the baby. I don't want to do the babysitters club because even even though I loved the series, I only babysat once in my life, and I had to call my mom oh, to my come God. because the kid was so fucking brutal. Because he he watched Old Yeller, which I now know is Old Yellow, and he cried when the dog died. And then he wouldn't stop crying, and he wouldn't go to bed no matter how many popsicles I gave him. I was twelve. And then when my mom comes, because I can't fucking handle it, because I'm 12, the kids start screaming that there's a stranger in the house. Oh my the parents God. aren't answering. Anyway. <clears throat> well, I used to have a job babysitting a girl after school every day when I was 14, and she pulled a knife on me. So I don't know where she's at in life, but that's the story for another day. You win! Uh, okay. Um, so I did a mash game for you. And I like picked all the stuff and I found like a website to play match. I, <laughs> I took a picture of the results and it was really funny. Okay. Um, discover your future! Exclamation mark. Woo! Here you are. Are you ready for your life? This is yeah. your life. This is what's going to happen. This is the secret. Vision board this shit right now. I'm writing it down. You will graduate from Starfleet Academy majoring in salsa dancing. Oh, I have And after graduating, before. you'll marry Barkley. You'll settle down in Sonoma. I hardly know you. Live in a house and you spend your days as a doctor's aide. You and Barkley will have one kid, a boy. You know what? I don't hate it. That's nope. kind of, that kind of sounds like a, an okay plan B for me. Yeah, salsa dancing was a real left field, but you know what? Good for you. Polly put you I in great shape, great worth, form. Yeah, I can't dance worth shit. I'm either doing like the, can you? Sure, I know. I learned how to lead for all the dances I learned when I was young. 
Yeah, well, in swing dancing, I I really would like, Cha-cha. and I know that you did that. I I just either I Cha-cha. I'm doing like those like joke dances, like the sprinkler, or like oh. the the grocery cart, or it's like Throw stripper, the dice. stripper, yeah. carbon electric strip a little bit, strip a little bit, strip I, yeah, bit. okay, yeah. I'm gonna finally donate those DVDs because I haven't even opened the other three. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you see it or skip it? I'd see it. I mean, it's such a, it's, it's kind of a classic. I say skip it because nothing about it tells anything to do with the story of the show. <laughs> you gotta say skip it once in a while. So I'm just going to say skip it on this one. I, yeah. Don't look at me like that. Dan said, see it. I really shouldn't like this one as much as I do. And I think it is all to do with Daniel Davis returning to play Moriarty. I had the opportunity to chat with him at STLV this past summer, and he really is a joy to talk to. He makes oh. this character likable in both episodes he is in. Even though he is the villain, I loved how they resolved the issue in Moriarty and the Countess think they are no longer in the holodeck. A ruse, but one that is harmless, because, you know, they aren't real anyway. Cute. <laughs> Bill said nice. skip it. I don't like Moriarty the first time, and there's no way he deserves a sequel. Here, here. I didn't well, even know he was in another one. You guys are a couple of grumps. Oh, boy. Well, not Dan. Me and Bill. No. I said, yeah, you, you two. All right. Dan and I get along as usual. All right. Um, I'm going to close this one out because we have a hello Halloween <laughs> holiday special to do, and I'm noticing it's 8-11. Sure um, Okay, so that does it. For another stupendous episode of Rewind on the Trick Keeps Podcast I Network. My microphone the whole time. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that you can subscribe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Remember that you can subscribe to this pot, hot mess podcast by searching for us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or download the app, the Trek Geeks app. Oh, is there something that I need to say? I even tagged you in it. Shit, well, I'm not looking at it. Hang on. I'll keep going if you'd like. No, no. If you're obsessed with what we're doing here on Rewind and the Trekkie Podcast Network, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Pot, uh, <clears throat> if you're obsessed with what we're doing here on Rewind and the Trekkie Podcast Network, please consider supporting us on Patreon. As a subscriber, you can get access to the unedited ver- versions of our episodes. <laughs> As well as exclusive content and great subscriber rewards like our annual supporters pins from Fansets and our exclusive Trex Geek Podcast Network t-shirt, among other things. Trex Geek. Okay. That does it well, for that does it for us this week and our discussion of the ship in a bottle. Tune in next time when we cover the episode voted on by you on Twitter. Listeners, drum roll, please. Data's Day! As always, we thank you so much to the folks at Five Year Mission, to Bill and Dan for putting up with us and our antics, and to all of you for tuning in. Remember to leave us a goddamn voicemail or drop a hello in Twitter. Haley frequencies closed. <laughs> to infinity! And a purely!